is Elle. And this is Crystal. And we're Alternative Interests. Welcome back. Oh, I actually have business today. Oh. I forgot to tell you. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta sneak it in before. <laughs> sneak it in before the show. Yeah, sorry. Um, I wanted to give a huge shout out to Jordan from the Fun Filtered podcast. Whoop, whoop. Because we actually have some UK listeners now. Whoop, whoop. So welcome if you decided to stick around and we we appreciate if you did. Uh, Jordan gave us a really big shout out in episode 28. He was talking about Tread, Uh uh, the Killdozer Day (gasps) um, documentary. (laughs) And I listened to the section that he did on Tread and he actually said our podcast was better than the documentary and he recommended people listen to us. What? That's yeah. great. Thank you. He's so sweet. I just want to like squeeze him. He's so nice. He and I are working on a really big project that we are hoping to unveil really, really soon. <gasps> so Ooh, Exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. And I have an update on uh, one of our local crazy cases. But <gasps> Updates. The bodies that washed up on Alki Beach. Oh, yeah. I was wondering about those actually recently. Oddly. They Ugh. made an arrest. Woohoo! Who was it? Uh, a 62-year-old guy who I guess was their landlord. Uh, plot twist. Okay. Yeah. So I don't want to give away any more information because it's getting kind of fun right now. Fun? Fun's the wrong word, but it's like intriguing. It. Yeah. Twisty. Not twisty. I wouldn't say twisty. Just humorous. Humorous. Yeah. The guy's damn idiot. Um, we'll just say he he made no effort to hide what he did oh okay (laughs) so um if depending on when the trial is set and how much information comes out i may want to do like a quick little episode yeah mini episode on him like a fast one (laughs) but that's all the information you guys get for now you could go look up the news if you want but or just wait and then we'll cover it but keep yourself educated (laughs) (laughs) but that was my business i just wanted to say those two things oh i enjoyed i enjoyed it thanks you're welcome all right so on to the story um we are going today we're going to cover a not so fun story about Colleen Stan and a lot of people if you know the story you probably know her as the girl in the box um that's kind of what she's known for the most I guess there's actually a movie based off of this story uh based off of this event event crime story what's it called did I put it in here let me see I think I put it all the way at the bottom and you didn't actually finish that note (laughs) I didn't actually didn't finish that bullet point. <laughs> I did not finish the bullet point <laughs> with the name because I went to look it up. And then you got distracted? I think it's called The Girl in the Box. I think that's what it's called. I 100% don't think that's actually what it's called, though. Okay. Um, There's a movie. And I guess there's also a book. But the book isn't written by her. And so a lot of the reviews said it was like, okay, but very poorly written. So, oh, it's a fairly recent movie too. It came out in 2016. Yeah. Okay. Let's continue. All right. <laughs> so, Colleen Stan was a 20 year old girl who lived in Eugene, Oregon. She was just some like cute average girl. Uh, and it was like the late 70s when all this took when she was um 20 years old. So, okay. in Oregon. So, what could go wrong? <laughs> it was the late 70s, and there were a million serial killers in this area, <laughs> but what could go wrong? Yeah, you know, it's fine. She didn't meet a serial killer, so it's okay. She's alive today. Was she a hitchhiker? She was really good at it. Okay. <laughs> she was a expert hitchhiker. I read in a bunch of the articles that I found. Okay. How do you be an expert hitchhiker? Apparently, she's done it all the time. She's 20 years old. 20 years old without a car okay and it's very common i guess well it was very common for hitchhikers in the 70s yeah and it was very common for hitchhikers in the 70s to be victims which is why i asked 
Yep. Okay. And this is why it's illegal to pick up hitchhikers in Oregon. Is it? Yep. It's a law. You can't do it. Really? Yeah. There's signs posted everywhere. Interesting. Not just by penitentiaries? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Interesting. Okay. I remember, so... I used to not, I, I used to live in Utah and I drove through Oregon and I used to live in Oregon for like a summer mm-hmm. and for the listeners who don't know. Um, so I drive through Oregon and there were signs on the road that said, do not pick up hitchhikers like all the time. Right. But those are usually by penitentiaries. They're like all over. Interesting. They were even like kind of city areas. Well, I guess the ones by penitentiaries actually say that you're like, you are near whatever penitentiary. Yeah. Do not pick up hitchhikers There's because they're probably that. inmates. Yeah. Nope. None of those signs. It just says, do not pick up hitchhikers. Interesting. I think it's because they had issues. <laughs> with well, everywhere had issues. You would, like you would think if anywhere would outlaw this, it would have been California. But oh, funny story. Guess what happened? Where oh, she's going. I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. I'm stealing your story. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the story and enough about don't pick up hitchhikers especially in Oregon apparently (laughs) on May 19th 1977 Colleen was trying to get to a friend's birthday party who lived in like northern California I guess so she was going to hitchhike down I don't know why she just didn't get a ride from her parents or her family but whatever I will move past this I want to look up the difference between Eugene and the California border Yeah, I didn't. I wanted to look that up and I thought about it, but I was like, I think Eugene is like more South Oregon, but I can't remember. Um, Yeah, I think it's like really, really South Oregon. Uh, Um, Not South enough. (laughs) (laughs) Not South enough. So I'm, I'm thinking like, I guess she's 20. She can have friends from all over. Yeah. Well, I don't. I th- okay. One of the articles, I think it was that they like moved to California and okay. So that's what it was. I don't I can't remember if it was she lived in California, moved to Oregon or they lived in Oregon, moved to California. Can't remember. Gotcha. It was in one of the articles that I read, but I was like her friend just lives in California. Okay. It's a good 3 hours of four hours of hitchhiking but okay colleen you do it (laughs) you do you boo boo so colleen what like i said she was like an expert hitchhiker she did it all the time she knew when to say no and when it seemed okay you know that sixth sense apparently but let me tell you you never know okay don't trust anybody (laughs) right that is not just me being slightly very traumatized and me saying don't trust anybody no i'm just saying don't trust anyone only weirdos pick up hitchhikers only weirdos pick up hitchhikers actually my sister once picked up a hitchhiker but i told her that was a really bad idea and the hitchhiker actually tried stealing her car so hmm don't pick up hitchhikers just don't okay (laughs) cut i thought you went to raise your hand (laughs) <laughs> I need to speak. <laughs> um, so, because that same day, Colleen tried hitchhiking to this party, mm-hmm. and she got all the way to, uh, she got all the way to, all the way to Red Bluff, which is like the north edge, I guess, of California. Okay. Um, and then she just needed to hitchhike just. Like that last stretch of road. Last leg. Normally, I guess she could have gotten like one person to drive her the whole way. Mm -hmm. I guess that's normal. I'm like, okay. But um, she didn't. So she had to like, she ended up getting two car rides. Yeah. So while waiting, uh, a blue van pulls up. Nothing seemed fishy. Wasn't weird to her. It was just a couple with a baby. And so she's like, oh, this couple has a baby. They're just young. Nothing can go wrong, right? Right. Right? We all, you know, babies make people seem a lot nicer. They do. They really, really do. (laughs) I don't care if they even have a baby. Do not trust them. 
So Colleen felt confident and she hopped on in and uh, she she trusted that she'd get to her friend's party. Well, I'm going to introduce you to this lovely family. They're the hookers. Yes, that is their last name. Okay. So there is Cameron, the father. He's 23. He works at a lumber mill. Um, and then Janice Hooker, who is 19 years old, and then they have a baby. Their relationship was a little weird. So prior to them picking up Colleen, the hookers had an agreement. Cameron wanted a sex slave. Oh. Janice said, sure. Let's go kidnap some girl. Okay. Cameron was really into bondage fantasy stuff. Okay. Just sidebar. He was really into like that BDSM type stuff, but he kind of did it a really extreme and um, he used to do it on Janice, but she got really f- done with it. I, I was just going to say Janice is probably okay with it because if it's that extreme, it means that he's doing it to someone else. He's not doing it to her. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and actually later on, I'll get into like kind of how bad it was and then you can understand. But then I also cannot understand why she's like, yeah, go find somebody else to do this to. Um. And just so you know, I'm not kink shaming anybody. BDSM is fine. You you do you. Just make sure the person you're doing it with is consent. Like you have consent. That is that is the main and not manipulated consent. Right. That will that comes up. It's clear, explicit consent. Yes. And you have boundaries and yes. safe words. Yes. There are reasons that all these things exist. Yes. Yes, so I'm not kink shaming. I'm just saying, please do it right. There's enough people into it. It's not that hard to find somebody, actually. I'm going to say it's not BDSM if you're not following those rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he was into the bondage stuff. Okay. Yeah, he was something else. Okay, so here we are. Poor little Colleen sitting in the car with these two crazies that she has no idea they're crazy. And she doesn't know until it's like too late. Mm-hmm. So they're driving. It's been about like 30 minutes of driving. And Colleen doesn't know instead of going towards her friend's, like where she's supposed to be going to her friend's house, they're actually going towards the hooker's home. And oh. I guess along the way. So they get off the main road. They kind of not on the highway freeway anymore right they stop they stop the car they threaten colleen with a knife that's good yeah that's how you want your hitchhiking expeditions to go (laughs) with the baby in the car yeah okay sidebar (laughs) sidebar they're doing all this with the baby in the car i would think the baby would be screaming well if it's like a baby baby they'd like don't know any better? Yeah. I guess. Okay. Hmm. I still don't agree. Did you see anywhere that said how old the baby was? They, it didn't. They have two young dogs. They, uh, later on, I don't, so there's one baby in the car and I think they have another girl, like another baby later on. Okay. Because they do have two daughters. Okay. I'm just, I'm thinking that the baby has to be young enough that they just aren't aware of the situation. I'm pretty positive that's probably what it is because... Um, you'll figure out later on why it's just like, oh, okay, these children have no idea what actually calling, who calling actually is. Okay. So anyway, they stopped the car. They threatened her with a knife. They bound her and then they put this thing, this box on her head and it's called a head box is what Cameron called it. The death. Yeah. And I, it, I, I kind of know what it is. It's. It is a BDSM thing. It's one of the more extreme ones. Yeah. Um, like when you get past ball gags and stuff like that, like you get to. Fine. That doesn't. Okay. I'm sorry, everybody. But that does not sound fun at all. This thing is 20 pounds. I don't want an extra 20 pounds on my head. That's really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so they put this box on her head and they tell her to be quiet. Um, so the box only covered her head, uh, the blocking out all sound. So if you don't know what, a what it does, it blocks out all sound, all light. And it actually like, 
doesn't let you get too much fresh air. So this thing is like tight on yeah. her. And to keep her quiet, the hookers told would tell her they were part of some satanic organization called The Company. <gasps> I know about The Company. Wait, it's real? It's it's not well <laughs> It is it is a more extreme BDSM thing, but uh-huh. it's still supposed to be consensual. The whole thing with the company is that um, they use the thought of this this company mm-hmm. is supposed to keep you in line, but it's part of a game. It's supposed to be a game. It sounds like maybe they're using it for a real thing. Yeah, this they okay. Well, um, they tell her that she should be scared of the company. Um, so this is really weird knowing that backstory. <laughs> Um, cause honestly, I thought it was some weird thing that they made up to like, because what they said is that if she tried to escape, the company would come out, go after her and your family and kill them. Yeah. So the premise of the company, and I, I haven't done a ton of research into it. It's more like it comes up every now and then okay. just when I'm reading into some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I only have a very surface level understanding of it. But the company is a legitimate BDSM community game. And it's a game? It's, well, you know, they all, they have all their different kind of games. There's, yes. And one of them is the company. And it's supposed to be, it's very, it's similar. It's not quite as scary, but it's like the company says you need to do this or we'll punish you. The company says we need, you need to do this or they'll punish you. So it's like, it's, it's similar to usually it's one-on-one. Like I want you to do this or I will punish you. Yes. Um, some people use the company Mm -hmm. instead. Okay. Well, so, and it's supposed to be very explicit that this is a game. Oh, they didn't tell her it was a game. Right. They so didn't. they're making it more of a bartering tool so that he can get his sex slave. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Tell him. Yeah. Because it's pretty screwed up. Because basically, um, because of this company and she thinks they're real mm-hmm. and they're really going to, she tries to escape. She ends up losing so many opportunities to escape in the oh, that's so seven sad. years. Wow. That they had her. Okay. So, yeah, it's really sad. So, she was basically like out of everything. Because um, she, when they interviewed her and stuff afterwards, she even said like a lot of the time it wasn't. She said if it wasn't for that one thing, she's like, I would have left so many other times. Like, she's like, I would have left. Right. But she was scared that she like... The company was going to come after her and her family. Yeah. Because she had no idea what it was. And they made it seem like they were really bad people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, poor her. Um, And to make things worse, she was in this box basically 23 hours a day oh that's a lot yeah she so ba- she had one hour a day like to eat and they like gave her scraps but that one hour included being tortured later on it didn't start out that she was being raped but later on it would end up being because they told her when they first got her they wouldn't rape her yeah they like they're gonna tell the truth <laughs> right um, especially when he went for a sex slave. Uh, so later on she does get raped, but at first it started out as them torturing her, him torturing, Cameron torturing, Colleen. And then sh- they would force her to watch him, the, them have sex. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but they would only like give her table scraps and she had to go to the bathroom like in this box. So you're basically blind and deaf. Yeah. Basically. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Because it wasn't like just the head box. They mm-hmm. put her in a whole body box. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. I guess I should specify that. This is this is how she ends up getting the name, the girl in the box. Oh. Yeah. So, um, do-do-do-do-do. They 
also tried to like dehumanize her so they wouldn't call her Colleen. After a while, her name was just the letter K. It was just K. That's all she they would refer to her as. Um, I suppose that's. I mean, oh, this is horrible, but that's better than nothing. At least they're calling her by something you could perceive it as a nickname. Yeah, it's not like calling you like bitch or whore. Yeah. Or like you, they're actually, they've given yeah. her a name. a name. It's just not her name. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's kind of Colleen K. <laughs> not even Colleen Soul of the Sea. Okay. Right. But if they, all they knew was Colleen, like. Yeah. 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 Um. So they got rid of her name and then they told her that they had to refer to Cameron as master and, um, Oh my gosh, I'm just Janice. Janice, yeah. Sorry, for some odd reason, I wanted to call her Jocelyn. Don't ask me why. <laughs> As ma'am. At first, they, like I said before, at first they said they want to rape her, but that didn't last too long. And Cameron was like, yeah, I'm going to rape her. And so um, that was a thing. He started brutally, like, torturing her and raping her all the time. So what he they would do, just to give you an idea, this is all trigger warning. Okay. So they would to torture her, they would tie her to like by her wrists to the ceiling fan. Torture her um by beating her, electrocution, uh whipping, they burned her, they used a stretch stretching rack on Ooh. her. Yeah. And then he would use, I guess, sex toys of all kinds on her. So, yeah, I never could, I couldn't find, and I didn't, it's kind of okay with not finding details <laughs> on this, because I was trying to like, okay, did, did she ever talk about kind of what happened exactly, or is it just like, these are kind of the things they would do to her. Right. And it, everything kind of was, this is kind of what, but I would find a new thing in each different article yeah like it was like there was this this and this and then it's like oh also this and also this so it was really really screwed up the reason why she was called the girl in the box is because she was in like cameron made her a box that was basically the size of her i guess at first they kept her in the basement okay but then they moved into a mobile home and so they moved the box he had to make like a different box and moved it, and so she basically lived in this box under their bed. Under the bed? Under the bed. Uh, how tiny was it? It was like a coffin. She basically lived in a coffin. For essentially 23 hours a day. Yes. And her only break from that was when it was time to torture and rape her. Yes. Okay. For seven years. <laughs> okay so but it does get this is really sad better question mark uh like i said before the hookers did have two daughters who had no idea who colleen was and they didn't know she was being held against her will they thought she was just the cleaning lady who watched them so they oh man so they didn't even know i don't you probably didn't find this anywhere did did the hookers kind of try to perpetuate this where they would pull her out of the box but then like make her fake coming in through the front door? No. To like I I so I saw it in one place so I don't know if this is actually what was the what actually was going on, but one thing said that the girls actually knew her as the girl in the box. What? Yeah. Like, they thought she was willingly there. Oh. These yeah. poor girls. Yeah. And were the were the children never abused at all? Or were they treated, like, really well, you never would have known kind of thing? Because Janice was, later on, she, it really does sound like she never let Cameron touch them. Okay. So, Janice was decently, like, a good, she was at least a good mom. Okay. Is kind of what it was. Because when push came to shove, she like put the girls, her daughters first. Okay. So 
That being said, my neighbor is vacuuming, so <laughs> sorry if you guys can hear that. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, is that going to come up on the mics? Um, so yeah, these little girls, uh, Colleen would watch these little girls and they knew her as just the, basically the, the maid. That's really sad. Yeah. But I guess they were really young to begin they, with. And if that's all they've yeah. ever known, they probably, that's all they know. Yeah. This is a super fucked up way of living, but it's how Colleen was doing, surviving. She did everything the family asked of her. So she basically let Cameron do whatever he wanted to her. And as like she even, well, he made her sign a slave contract. That being like as as they got more and more involved and she was more and more willing, he actually would give her more and more freedom. So... She spent less time in the box and more time doing, like, being able to be, like, spending time with the family. Right, because when you, I mean, when you spend long enough in the box, you'll do anything to get out of it. Yeah. And that's the headspace they have her in. And you'll do anything to not be punished and spend more time in the box. So, like, you get more freedom because you're too afraid to go back in the box. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. So, first it started... Like, more time that she got to be just in the house watching the girls. And then they he let her be outside. And then she even got to leave the house every now and then. But she was always... At first, she was always accompanied, like accompanied by Cameron or right. Janice. And then soon, they trusted her. They knew... Cameron knew she was so scared that he would let her leave by herself because he knew she would come back. And that's so awful that you can think about, like, for me sitting right here, I can't imagine being so scared that I don't take every opportunity to run. But, you know, she was probably the same way, too. She was a smart girl. She said she knew how to say no to certain people offering her rides. So how beat down do you have to be to be so scared that you're out in the world and you don't tell someone who you are yeah because she couldn't tell anybody she even had a job as a maid they even let like Cameron allowed that's I think that part like slightly triggered me and got me super mad she was allowed to get a job as a maid at some motel that was close by so she was even working like she was basically living a life not a very good one (laughs) yeah like kidnapped like she had to totally throw away everything that she knew and loved yeah because she was too scared because she thought these people would go after her family if right. she left so in 1981 colleen actually got to go see her family what he allowed yeah they allowed her to go see her family her family was really like kind of like weirded out about what she was saying like and how she like was talking and that she seemed fine but they like said it rubbed them the wrong way and they were really really worried but they thought she just joined a cult (laughs) so they didn't want her to be scared and not come back so they didn't really like push it right which is kind of nice but also i don't i would be worried i feel like you should know your daughter better than that I would. I'm actually really surprised. I wonder what she was wearing too, because you would think that she'd have probably bruises all over her, and like marks. Well, you know that Cameron's not dumb. He would probably get it to the point where his torture is only in specific areas. That makes sense. Like the second he decides to start letting her out of the house, mm-hmm. she can't look like anything's wrong like i'm sure i've worked with people where they've come to work and you can tell something's going on at home Mm -hmm. and we actually had a confrontation with a girl one time that we were like okay you're not saying anything's wrong but we can see you have a black eye today so yeah maybe we should talk to someone about this so You know, Cameron doesn't want to get caught. He's Mm -hmm. not going to leave any visible marks. Abusers Mm. are smart like that, unfortunately. Gross. They're disgusting like that. Oh, to make matters even more spicy, uh, she took Cameron to her family to introduce him. As who? Her boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. Did they not see the wedding band? 
<laughs> he probably took it off okay. is what I'm thinking. That was actually three years into her being like captured. Wow. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say, wow, that took like a really three years is a long time. Like three times 365. <laughs> like that's a long time. But just to like think that's how quick that that's how like obig obedient she became like how brainwashed he got her right that she could walk to her like talk to her family and be all like everything's okay this is my boyfriend this is we're so happy yeah to her family yeah i'm just like i'm not close with my family and i don't think i could ever do that Right. But that's us sitting here. We haven't been tortured in a box for three years. True. Gotta remember the box. <laughs> so they thought she was just part of a cult and they didn't want to like push her away. So they just kind of were trying to be as loving as possible after this. So that was like she got to go see her family like three years into this. And all this goes on for another four years of her basically living in a box mm -hmm. and being this dude's sex slave. And so one day Cameron just went off to Janice and was like, Hey, I want Colleen to be my wife, my second wife. Because the relationship you have is it's so grand. Great. So what is that going to change? They can't legally get married. No. His relationship with Colleen isn't going to... I wonder if that was just another manipulation tactic for Colleen for him. Maybe. It's honestly super messed up, I think. Because he really was. Like, I, I didn't see a point in it. Why? But because of the whole, oh, I want to marry Colleen, Janice freaked out and was like, excuse me? No. <laughs> so she told Colleen... That Cameron was a horrible person. and Because Colleen can't tell. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that uh, before they found Colleen, she told Colleen that she was do he, Cameron would do all that stuff to Janice. And it started when Janice was 15 is when she met Cameron and it started. And he was 19? Uh, I'm trying to think of their ages. He was 23 and she was 19. Yeah, so he would have been 19 and she was 15 gross <laughs> yeah so okay but i wonder i wonder if janice is telling her this because she's like oh well the cycle is gonna repeat he's gonna get tired of you and he's gonna look for someone else and then both of us are gonna be left behind yeah that's kind of because she later on tells and i'm gonna bring it up later i'm gonna wait because she does go to the police okay janice does not Colleen, Janice. She does later on go to the police about what Cameron has been doing. Well, at least someone in that house cares. Yeah. I mean, I do have to say this. It really did take him saying, I want her as a second wife. And then Janice snapped and was just like, no. So jealousy is the worst enemy. Okay. <laughs> or Colleen's best friend in this case. Yeah. But. Yeah. So Janice went on into like telling Colleen about how Karen's been doing this to her since she was 15 and if he didn't let her like like if she didn't let him do those like basically whatever he wanted to her then mm -hmm. he would just beat her so she's like eh, I mean have him do all this stuff or have him mad beating on me eh. she was tired of it and he made her sign a contract that said he could get a sex slave. Oh, so it wasn't that Janice was like, yeah, sure, go get someone so you're not paying attention to me. Yeah. It, it was Cameron was like, sign this or I'll beat you some more. Yeah. Okay. So you or somebody else, pick your pick. Yeah. And she picked somebody else and that unlucky person ended up being Colleen. And somebody before Colleen. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I just dropped it. But and I'm, I'm gonna hold it back. What happened to that poor girl? You'll, you'll, you'll figure it out because I'm gonna bring it up in just a few. So 
Janice told Colleen that Cameron wasn't a part of the company. Oh, she is just laying out all his shit. Yeah. But she never, I, I saw that she never denied that the company wasn't real. Okay. Just that he wasn't a part of it. Yeah. That he wasn't a part of the company. That was all a lie. But there's no record. Like, she never denied. But she talked about it like it was a real thing still. I wonder if she thought it was a real thing. Maybe she did. Or maybe it's because it kind of, like... Like how you said, you can find things about it because it's like a game or whatever. Right. So maybe she does think it's a real thing, but it's not. And he's just not a part of it. So she knows it's a real thing. Maybe Cameron's telling the truth about all this stuff, but Cameron's not a part of it. So yeah. you don't need to be afraid of the company. Yes. Yeah. He, he can't send someone after you that he's not a member of. Yeah. Okay. That's that's basically what she said. So, so on August of 18, I mean, 1984, uh, Janice took Colleen to the bus station and then was like deuces and Janice left with her two girls and she's like go home Colleen. Why did she need to bring Colleen? No she saved Colleen so she took Colleen from the house. Oh. Took Colleen to a bus station. And was like here you go run off you're free. I'm getting myself out you get yourself out. Okay. So she saved Colleen. (laughs) Or she tried. Tried to save Colleen because Colleen was so brainwashed. Brainwashing is a real thing (laughs) and it's really hard to recognize when you're the one brainwashed. Yeah. Because Colleen called Cameron and said she was breaking up with him. What? Yeah. Like she was leaving him and he cried. He cried. You're a piece of garbage. I don't understand why you're crying <laughs> about this. Like, he didn't expect this to happen. No, because she was such a brainwashed, perfect little angel. I just... <laughs> that was a lot of information for, like, <laughs> 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> that was... Yeah, the first thing she does when she gets dropped off is she calls him and says, I'm leaving you. Yeah. Because that's smart. Yeah. Okay. Months go on she doesn't call the police about what happened she doesn't tell anybody about her kidnapping or what happened to her while living with the hookers but she would call cameron because she would beg him about like needing to reform she needed to or he needed he needed to reform and like fix himself well what is she expecting (laughs) i don't know okay he's a psycho he he is He's crazy. He is crazy. He's over the top. So Janice, like I said, she was the one who ended up calling the police. Mm-hmm. Um, she told them he was crazy. And he also killed a girl named Mary Elizabeth. I'm going to screw up her last name. And I'm really sorry. Spanahake. Who disappeared in January of 1976. So. Oh. The year before. Is it? The year before uh, Colleen disappeared. Yeah, the year before Colleen. Dis- so, uh, yeah. So I did look up Marie. Um, Cameron did basically the same thing he did to Colleen mm-hmm. to Marie, but she didn't last as long. As in, he ended up shooting her with a pellet gun in the abdomen, and then strangled her. Okay. Yeah. So. Janice said that he only had her for like a few days before things escalated to the point of him shooting and strangling her. Yeah. Okay. And he buried her body near Laysen Park. And I put a question mark there because when I was trying to find this, I saw when I tried to look to see if it was confirmed, because in some spots it said her killer wasn't found yet. Mm-hmm. but her body was found because they could tell that foul play was involved and right. stuff. But then I saw in other places it was him. <laughs> so well, it, I guess the timeline of the articles and stuff, it may have been unknown at one point. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. So let me get better at looking at dates. So um, that's what Janice told the police. And then everything about Colleen and what he did to her. And then 
the police showed up at his house and were like, hey, <laughs> we got some things we got to talk to you about, man. Yeah. So when Cameron Hooker was uh, found guilty on all accounts, he got consecutive terms totaling in a hundred and four year sentence. Okay. That's really long. That is really long. Yeah, that's how much everybody did not like him. <laughs> no one should like him. No, nobody should. So he was denied parole in 2015, 2006. How old is he? He's 66. As of today. Um, I mean, not today. Uh, I think the article said of was... No, in 2021, he will be eligible for parole again at age 66. And it actually, California and like doesn't want him out, but they're really worried about COVID. Oh. Being like letting him out. But um, there's, I think it was the the sheriff's department um, in that area. They said they didn't want him out because even at the age of 66, they do not think he is suitable to be in society again. Right. But violent predators aren't supposed to be released under all this COVID stuff. I know some of them are slipping through the cracks, which is really unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But well, they're they're worried because he's old. Right. But even old ones are not supposed to be allowed to be let out. Let's hope and pray. (laughs) So do you listen to Jensen and Holes? Who? The Murder Squad. No. It is one of the investigators that was on the team that caught the Golden State Killer. Oh, okay. And um, a really popular crime journalist mm-hmm. that do a podcast together. Oh, fun. And they actually did a whole episode on COVID and how people are getting released And the process that they're going through, because both of them are involved in the legal system, they understand all of this stuff. Okay. What's supposed to be happening is, or what is happening, is this list of names gets produced, like, presented to the governor. Mm -hmm. The governor signs it, and everybody whose name is on that list gets released. What's happening is, in the whole line leading up of the people putting names on the list and checking the names and editing the names, there are these names of violent offenders getting slipped into the list yeah and that's how like recently there was a guy who was convicted of no he was charged with rape waiting for his trial got released under these covid rules Mm -hmm. and then he went and he murdered his accuser wow so that's how this stuff is happening is these names of violent offenders get slipped into the list because Sharks. the governor is getting these huge lists and they don't, it's not an excuse, but they don't have time to read each person and their charges and how old they are and their likeliness to reoffend. It's this whole mm-hmm. packet. So basically they're looking at it and go, yep, looks good. Sign it. And oh. all these people get released. So... I hope this guy doesn't slip through the cracks. I hope he doesn't either. He sounds like a psycho. But, uh, yeah. So, actually, oh, yeah. I kind of forgot I put this in here. But I just wanted to tell everybody about how big of a douchebag this guy is. (laughs) Big of a piece of trash. That's what you've been doing this whole episode. (laughs) But it gets better. It gets more. Or worse? Yes. Both? Question mark? Okay. Um, During the trial, uh, well, before the trial, Hooker argued that he should be allowed to introduce evidence about Colleen's sex life beforehand. I hate that. Um, I hate it when people try and make that argument. Yeah. So that was thrown out. (laughs) Good. They're all like, that has nothing to do with this. Because sometimes they let it go in. There's Ugh. been there's been trials where they allow this evidence in. There's a, I don't feel like how how does that even matter at the the what is at hand right now? Like how does that justify what somebody does? People try and make it yeah. No. Nope. Uh-uh. To top it off about how much of an ass this guy is, he said that Colleen 
consented to everything willingly. So, I believe he believes that. Yeah. Because she signed the contract. Well, not just that. So, this guy is a big enough piece of shit (laughs) that he said he wouldn't rape her. Yeah. And he probably meant it. But when you get beat enough times and you know that you either say yes or you get a beating, you start saying yes. Yeah. That is not actual consent. But he probably thought it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Let's let's not justify assholes. No. No, please. But yeah, no. Uh, Janice and Colleen are... Alive and well. Um, actually, Colleen isn't doing too well. Uh, as of recently, um, she's about like sixty-two years old, mm-hmm. and I guess she's—I guess she still struggles with a lot of the um, what happened to her. So she isn't like hundred percent. I don't blame her. You know what? I don't blame her either. She lived in a box for seven years under someone's bed, under somebody's bed, and was also beaten. And raped. And tortured. And brainwashed. So she struggles still to cope with like what happened to her. And I guess it does affect like her relationships and everything. Which justifiably. Is un- yeah, justifiably understandable. And I think I saw somewhere that she actually goes and talks. And like, um, what are they called? Conferences? Like, yeah. Schools? Yeah, like conferences type things for like people who are like rehabbing for that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. I don't know how to. I don't know what it was. I saw. I get you. Yeah. Okay. Somebody, please know what I mean. (laughs) And yeah, they made a movie, but I can't for the life of me. I looked it up. Didn't put them in my note about what the movie was called. It's called The Girl in the Box. The Girl in the Box. So it's right. Wow. I kind of figured. Or Girl in the Box. Girl in the Box. Uh, but yeah, so that is the story of Colleen, the girl in the box. Oh, and I guess to this day, that's kind of like how she's known is the girl in the box. Which that really, sucks. Yeah. I was like, how annoying and like traumatizing. I mean, like I have a name, <laughs> you guys. Like why? Why would people willingly refer to her as... Something that reminds her of the absolute worst point of her life. I don't know. People are. Humans are humans. Humans suck. (laughs) Welcome to the human race. We all suck. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no. um, It's like me going up to someone and be like, hey, homeless guy on the corner. How you doing? Your dog looks healthy. (laughs) You look a little sad. <laughs> I, just, I hate people. <laughs> I hate people too. This one kind of got me mad, but not mad enough that I wasn't willing to actually like read into it and share it. Right. I was like, this is different. It's sad. It's really depressing. I thought I'm we happy. were supposed to be doing some more fun ones. <laughs> or was that just me? Because I was making you mad. You. <laughs> Now I get to make you mad. Okay. Well, you made me. Now it's your turn. You have to find something fun to do for the next one. Because okay. you gave me giggling granny asshole. And now you've <laughs> given me Cameron Hooker. Okay. I'm really sorry. But I find it really humorous that his last name is Hooker. Hooker. Okay. For, I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, is that his legal last name? Or did he make it up? I don't think name changing was as common back then as it is now. Hmm. He picked a That really was entirely out of my ass, so I'm probably wrong, but I just if he's like killing women and like doing all that stuff to women, I just found it very I was just like coincidental his last name was Hooker. Probably. <laughs> I was like, okay. Thanks, dude. Alright. Anyway. Um, thanks for stopping by and letting me ruin your life. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming into my home and ruining my life. You're welcome. (laughs) It's what I do best.
Um, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for stopping by. Connect with us on Instagram. Facebook and whatever else. Yeah, Instagram at Alternative Interest Podcast. Yes. Facebook at Alternative Interest Podcast, where it's just the group page. Mm-hmm. Um, check out our website. <gasps> website! There's some formatting issues. I'm real sorry. I'm still learning. It's fine. <laughs> uh, fill out the case suggestion form because yes. I we want to cover the things that you want to hear about. Yeah, and then it's kind of it's kind of fun. That and, I mean the suggestions we've gotten from people have been really interesting stuff. That I mean there was the Charles Campbell episode that mm-hmm. I covered that I had never heard about. Yeah, um, we had Kyron Horman was oh a yeah suggestion. We have a few others that we we've haven't. had a few others, but the I actually have some other suggestions that have come through mm-hmm. via email. You guys can email us <gasps> too. Email at alternative interest podcast at gmail.com. Boop boop. And keep sharing us with your friends. We hit a thousand downloads this last week. Whoop whoop. Which is crazy. It is. I didn't know we'd come this far. Yeah, we've we're pretty good. Woohoo. I, I have enjoyed this, so thanks for a thousand episodes. Thank you. Um, I'm looking into getting stickers. I think <gasps> that would be fun. Oh my gosh, can we make stickers? I've been looking at it. I uh, actually, if you want to look into that and design them, yes, I can make stickers. <laughs> I've always wanted to make stickers or they're, like T-shirt designs. They're really cheap. Oh yeah, stickers are so cheap. They they're pretty decently cheap to make anyway thanks for stopping by and try listening. try not to be um an asshole like cameron be a nice human yeah please be a nice human it's great bye <laughs>